Welcome to the Positive Productivity Podcast, episode number 94. Welcome to Positive Productivity Podcast, where we empower our audience to achieve and appreciate personal and professional success, especially in the face of adversity. Listen in as our guests reveal their stories of challenges and hurdles and how they overcame defeat and became triumphant in their endeavors. Let's get motivated and move forward with your host, Kim Sutton. Welcome back to another episode of Positive Productivity. This is your host, Kim Sutton. And today I have Aaron Zimmerman from Elephant Social here to join us. Welcome, Aaron. Hi, thank you so much for having me. Oh, it's my pleasure. Aaron is a social media matchmaker and strategist who helps business owners create social media strategies that are profitable and that they can have fun with. Erin, can you share the journey that you have been on with Elephant Social, including what you were doing before? Yes. Yes. I will start at the beginning, not when I was born, obviously. But um, I, I've been in the corporate world for a few years. I had been at um, my current corporate job for four, almost four. I was going on four. And I was inspired to really start on my own journey in April of 2015, when a close friend of mine actually passed away of complications from cystic fibrosis. And the reason, I mean, I've had other uh, friends and family die in my life, but the reason that, that his hit so close to home was that he he had finally been doing what he wanted to do with his life. He was an artist. And in high school, he really was, you know, acted like he didn't care about it. But he finally, finally had like put it out into the world, all of his art. And he was amazing at it. And so that's what he wanted to do with his life. And then his life was cut short. And I was like, you know, it really bothers me that people will leave this earth and either not be able to continue on that awesome path that they chose for themselves of living their dream. But also there are so many people who don't ever take that leap and, and follow their dreams at any point in their lives. And so, I mean, as we get older, our values change and and things like that. So it's not like everyone's going to be what they wanted to be when they were five, but your thinking evolves as you, as you get older. So when I was younger, I always wanted to be famous. I didn't know what for. I mean, part of me wanted to be a movie star. The other part of me wanted to have a, a girl band with my twin sister. But it, those were things that, you know, you think about it and it's like, well, I'm not that great at it. And I, I don't know, you know, there's always mindset issues, even when you're little. And I notice them now looking back. I was like, oh, I'm not good enough. Well, shoot, I am good enough. Dang it. And so... In April of 2015, I started to think, you know, I I like where I'm at, but I'm not going to be here forever because there's so much more for me. Like I want to touch so many more lives. And I was in the marketing department as a multimedia designer and I did a lot of the social media. And I thought, you know, I'm really, really good at this. I should take this and run with it. And so October 1st of 2015, so I just just came up on my one year anniversary of working for myself full time. And October 1st of 2015, I walked out of those doors into, you know, the brisk fall air. October is my favorite month. Fall is my favorite season. I was wearing a dress that had a unicorn and rainbow pattern on it. I was just, you know, so pumped. I was ready to go. And I 
I started Elephant Social, which started out as social media management for small businesses. And a lot of it was local businesses. And I loved what I was doing. But then in the spring, um, my, my grandmother, she got cancer again. Gosh, I'm such a, I'm such a downer, I think. Um, and so, (laughs) okay, good. I, I feel like all of us. We've been on a journey. Like our journey takes us to where we are. Yes. And I, I was doing, I was taking care of all of these accounts and I realized I, I needed to drop everything and just be with her. She's local here to me. And so that was really nice. And so what I did was every day I'd go and spend time with her. And she was after her diagnosis. Unfortunately, she was only with us for another month, but I got to spend that month with her. And after, and so this was in the spring of 2016, after that month, I kind of just lost myself because I, I had taken a break. Yes, I hadn't dropped everything. I was still scheduling posts, but I wasn't interacting like I should. And I gave my accounts discounts because I wasn't showing up like I knew I could and I should to get them results. So I did. I kind of I lost myself. I kind of went into this mode of, oh, my gosh, am I really doing what I what I should be doing? Uh, Should I be growing in this direction? I was really not a good boss to myself. And it actually took going on a retreat in June with a group of people I had never met in person before to get an outside perspective, to work with these women uh, for five days and see how they saw where I was going. Uh, They listened to me a lot and then were able to like formulate my words into these ideas that I never really knew existed. And so now I'm a social media matchmaker and strategist. And that is because I was tired. I'm tired of how people use social media, not necessarily business owners, but in general, the general human population uses social media to, you know, spread negativity, uh, violent images, opinions, and, or they're just showing off their lives, even if they show off the best parts of their lives. And, and people really have been using social media, um, for negativity and, you know, kind of to, I don't know, it ends up making them feel bad about their lives because people are showing the best of their lives through social media. And so, With all of this, I decided to go for the relationship-based piece because not only do I have a background in video and and photography and things of that nature, and I see how important it is for people to really get their clients and their potential clients and collaborators to see them for everything they are, and video is a huge piece of that. But also, we need to be using social media to build relationships. That's why it was created, uh, was as a jumping-off point for relationships that people could then take offline or or take elsewhere. And I think it's really important that we create social media strategies around not only something that will work for us to stay consistent with, something that will work for our for our communities and ideal clients, but also so it's something that builds it it builds our relationships with people even if they don't become clients. They could become mentors and collaborators. It should be something that that we use on a regular basis to build relationships and not replace them. And so that's the whole idea behind my evolution. And it's really just been a few months of me operating from this space, but it feels so good. And I know that I can help people more so than just do something for them. And, and with the relationship based piece and the piece of, of knowing that you're doing something that you like in addition to what you're audience likes, it makes it fun and it makes it easy. 
So that's where I'm at. (laughs) That is all so powerful. And I've got so many questions now. I generally try not to put in anything that's too dated into these episodes, but you brought up a very interesting point about how so much on social media is negative or flaunting or, or of the sort. Um, last night, so we're at the end of October in 2016. So if you're listening in four years, it's going to be totally different. Last night was the third of the presidential debates between Trump and Hillary Clinton. And I avoided Facebook and Twitter at all costs. Like I, I did not touch them because I did not want to see what was going on. Like I was watching the debate, but I didn't want to get all the feedback from everybody right. online because it, it, it's not positive right now. It's, it's bashing one side or the other. Yes. And it's noise. Oh, it's totally noise. And then you're also completely right. Like I'll go personally, I don't really go to the main timeline of my Facebook feed very often because without fail, there seems to be somebody bashing somebody else. Yes. And it's unfortunate. You, you shouldn't be going onto Facebook to tell the world how your husband pissed you off. <laughs> right. That should be a conversation that you're, in my opinion, having within your house mm-hmm. calmly and not broadcasting to the whole world your, your dirty laundry. Right. And I don't want to see it. Mm-hmm. So I do have a question for you along that line, then when, well, a whole bunch of questions. For you personally, when you go into Facebook, what is the path that you take? News feeds are addictive. And I I totally admit that even when I have something planned to go up, I will go through my news feed. But basically, yes, I, I hide things that are negative, that are violent. Not necessarily. I don't necessarily hide things that are too opinionated. Um, but I won't... Uh, I won't participate in those conversations because honestly, I've tried before with some of them and they just don't go anywhere. And I want to use social media as a tool, like I said, to connect with people and to build relationships. So mostly what I do, yes, I'll go on in my newsfeed, but I have my closest friends that I, that I want to get updated on. And so I'll go to their page or, you know, I'll text them instead of just seeing their lives from Facebook. And then I immediately go into my personal Facebook group or my page. And then I go into other business Facebook groups where I know that the conversation is going to be good and deep and drama where I can go and help someone. Mm hmm. Yes, drama-free. Yes, for the most part. For the most sometimes, part. Sometimes you go into those groups and that happens, but it'll happen when when you have conversations that do have two sides or multiple sides. Sometimes it just happens. Or uh, sometimes I'll give someone advice when it comes to social media or business practices or something, and someone will come in ready to fight. And that's fine. I'm just giving giving my answer as People have asked for opinions or ideas. And so I don't like to fight. Uh, it's not my favorite. Um, and debating really doesn't, doesn't help because people have their side and they're, they don't really want to do much more than that. They just want to fight their side or try to get people to join their side. And that's not me. If there is a discussion going on that I think is intriguing, I'll read through some of the comments. Um, but that's definitely not in my 
growth, my business growth plan. So I try to keep those. I'll save those threads for later if I so choose to go back to it. I love that. I was noticing in some groups that people were commenting about the first hater that they had received to one of their ads. And I'm sort of embarrassed to admit, but I was actually looking forward to mine because, you know, you've been recognized. Somebody, Somebody's out there not just recognizing, but... I'm not looking at it as a negative thing when I get a when when I did get my hater. I actually cheered them yeah. on because it was like, yay, I got my first hater. Mm-hmm. Um, I haven't had any since, and I <laughs> please, this is not an invitation from the audience to go hate on anything. <laughs> but um, and I've noticed that a lot of people do cheer each other on when they say that they just got their their face hater. It's like, yeah, you made it, you know. But what is your personal stance on like if a client gets a hater on one of their ads or anything how how do you recommend interacting with them because there i feel like there there's two ways you can go you can either ignore or personally i would respond politely but there are others out there who and but it's true to their nature they they go in all-out combat mode with the person what i like to do personally and what i do suggest to my clients is taking a step back. But I do believe that comments, people are commenting to get a response, whether they are trolling and they're just looking for something negative or whether they want a legitimate response. And you can't always tell which is which uh, with a negative comment. However, besides being the relationship builder that social media is, it's also the best place for customer service. And so when it comes to anything, ads, reviews, comments of any kind, I do suggest the step back, whether it be an hour or whether it be a day, especially if if you get defensive pretty quickly. And I understand I fully believe in what I do. So I will back. I will back everything. Every stance that I take, I will back it. However, I do not want to be combative. And you have to realize that as many people as you're going to be reaching, there are going to be haters. And it, it takes a little bit of time to adjust to that. You will have people that say, well, I'm your competitor and this isn't this isn't how it works or this is, isn't how it works best. And you just got to go with the flow because everyone is different. Everyone learns differently and everyone wants to operate. It needs to operate their business differently. Uh, there's no there's no cookie cutter way. So if you have someone that is just dogging on you, then what I like to do, you take the step back and then go in and not necessarily engage them. But and it completely depends on the situation. But a lot of times my response ends up being thank you for your opinion and then explaining how some people think differently. Some people want to operate their business differently. And we are relationship based, at least on my end. uh, That's what I say. And and this is this is how I teach. So I don't know. I don't know what your uh, situation was, what they said um, on your ad, but. Uh, more often than not, actually, no, all the time, I feel like comments deserve some kind of response just because even if they're just trolling you, at least then they know that there is a person attached to that account. It's not just an automated account or an automated business and that you do stand true to your values and beliefs and that you will defend if if need be, but at least saying something to them makes them realize that there's someone who will respond. Oh, yeah. Mine actually was a troll. 
I was launching my Twitter course mm-hmm. and um, I had an ad promoting the course and I don't even remember what the, the comment was, but I actually, and maybe this wasn't really appropriate, but I actually thanked them for their comment because, mm-hmm. and I, and I said, thank you for your comment because you have just uh, helped me share my ad with your personal audience as well. Oh, that's great, actually. <laughs> but seriously. In all actual, yeah. With the second that they comment commented on my ad, it became visible in their feed. Right. So. Like, right. No, I don't feel like that's bad at all. And a thank you goes a long way. Even if it's like, thank you, you're, you know, you're helping me realize uh, who my ideal client really is or something like that. Like you've, you're really helping me. Because honestly, they are. Every negative comment is help in some way, whether it's, oh, shoot, I did have that typo in that ad. Thanks for telling me. Or, you know, I'm, you're really helping me hone in on my ideal client. Thanks so much. You know, thank you goes a long way. Oh yeah. The attitude of gratitude, even, even when you're biting your cheek from saying a few choice words. Yeah, it's definitely good. So what type of studies do you do before or at the very beginning of your relationship with your clients so that when you are going into their accounts and posting and engaging with their audience um, as them, that you make sure it's as authentic to their brand as you possibly can? Okay. So I have about a 50-50 split. I have those who don't post much uh, slash have never started some of these accounts And I have those people that come to me who have accounts and they have hit a plateau or they're really looking to grow more. And what I like to do, and I don't post as much as other accounts anymore, but I do still like if I fully believe in a person or a product or a service, like fully 100% like would be their customer, then I will do that for them because I understand their mission. But here's how I start. I will I talk to them like that is the biggest piece for me. A lot of people that I have talked to and even in my old job, it was, well, we need to look at the analytics first. We have to see how it's how it's reaching already kind of thing. But you got to sit down, even if you're doing your own social media, you have to sit down with yourself. Sometimes you should sit down with someone else and just just to talk, just to talk it through. But I like I really enjoy connecting with my clients initially because I want to know what they love about social media, what they hate about it, what their favorite and least favorite parts are of what they do, um, as well as what has been working and what hasn't. Uh, A big piece of this is knowing, you know, you personally, what are your what are your favorite social media platforms to be on? And then from there, we find out we talk through, well, where have you gotten the most engagement? Because if someone really enjoys Facebook Instagram and Pinterest, but they hate being on Twitter, then they're not going to be as engaged. They're not going to be using that like they should be. And I say should be um, lightly because every single person and every single business is different. I, I personalize as much as possible. So if someone doesn't like Twitter, I say, you know what, then let's take Twitter out of the equation right now. And then, then we take a look through their analytics. We find out what times look like the best to post based on, you know, history. Um, And we find out what types of content are being engaged with the most. So if it's, are you asking a question in your post? 
great, let's ask more questions. Or is it a video that's getting more engagement, which, you know, nine times out of 10 videos are getting more engagement than some of these other posts. And that's why video is so important. Uh, people are able to see how you interact. They're able to look at it as if you're almost having a conversation with them. And it's really important to include them in all your processes, whether it's behind the scenes of what of what you're working on next, or, hey, I'm hanging out with my kids today, here's what we're doing, or whether it's, uh, this is what my typical day looks like in the office kind of thing. So people really like that behind the scenes. Um, and I like to try to employ that with all of my um, clients, unless they are really not digging video. And then at some point, they do end up digging video. It, it tends to be easier once they have a strategy going um, and they can schedule some other posts out, it's really easy to think, oh, shoot, I should video this as I'm going and just kind of pop those in as well for additional engagement. Um, but the conversation is so key. Then we go into analytics to figure out, you know, here's where I like to hang out. Here's where my people like to hang out. And then basically then diagram that and find out a happy medium where there's, you know, one to two to start and then keep growing from their social platforms. If people have not really participated on social media yet, whether they've had a Facebook page already and just don't really post consistently, or whether they have not even started at all, it's best to test. I mean, it is for people who have been on social media for a long time anyway, but you got to test the waters, try something for about a month, go in and tweak it. Anything less than a month, at least initially, isn't, it's not going to give you uh, much in terms of results of how people are interacting. I um, love that you said that because <laughs> so many people will try something for one or two days, maybe a week, and then think it's not working and just give up. Yes. And, and it's so, so much of it is about testing and, and I've also run into a lot of people who think, oh man, I got to start it and I got to go with it and it can't change. And I was like that with my business. I mean, that's why it took so long for me to really figure out that, yeah, I'm good at this piece, but there, I need to include something I'm passionate about as well and like really, really integrate those two. And people think that they can't change. And it's like, yes, you can switch paths in social media, in marketing, in what you're doing you, at any point in time. I mean, you're your own boss. <laughs> yeah, you are. And it, I just realized that I probably have led into that question with the wrong question, because now I'm realizing as a strategist, yeah, so I'm sorry for that last question. As a strategist, you're not necessarily going in and doing the posting. You're helping them develop their strategy to figure out what the heck they're doing. Don't apologize because a lot of people I've realized recently, I've been doing a lot of polls in my group and outside of my group. A lot of people don't realize what a strategist is. That's totally cool. That helps me because as I'm polling people, as I'm asking questions, it helps me to uh, kind of lead my my social media strategy so that I can, you know, let people know what the heck a strategist is, what the heck I I do. Like I said, I do manage a couple of accounts, but um, it was one of those things where it's like a lot of people feel like they just need more, not necessarily information, but more training. Um, and then they can take care of it themselves. And they can. It's totally available to them. And it's empowering to be able to either learn to DIY it or pass it off to a VA or another employee. Absolutely. So it sounds like as a social media strategist, and I know that you also say, and that, let me just pull it up, social media matchmaker, mm -hmm. the matchmaker portion 
could be matching the clients with the platforms, the tools, and then with the clients after the first two have been really honed out. Would that be fair? Yes, definitely. Um, Because you can't just expect to, you know, have high engagement immediately. And a lot of people are so focused on the likes Um, Whether it's the like of your page or the like of a post that they're not seeing that engaging your clients or potential clients or or community, um, that's so much more important is starting a conversation. And like I said, building those relationships through conversation, um, because, you know, you could have people that take to you immediately. You could have people that take five years and then they're like, you know what? Yes, I need you in my life kind of thing. But they're not going to know if you're if you're not sharing, if you're not uh, building those engaging posts and those those posts where you're telling stories or videos where you're telling stories, you know? Oh, absolutely. And there's so many people who say that it takes anywhere from four to 10 touches until a prospect really becomes comfortable with you. Mm-hmm. So yeah, definitely build your rapport and and. I love that you said about sharing the story, sharing the story, sharing the videos, sharing the pictures of what's going on behind the scenes. I mean, even if you're in a corporate office, like in a bank, I mean, you can't show what goes on in the vault, but you can still right. show on or show the the interaction that goes on between a a banker and somebody who wants to get a loan just to show that it's really authentic and not have it be totally staged like in commercials. Right. Or, or if, if someone posts to social media, I, and they tag a bank in it, for example, they say, we got a doggy treat at US Bank today or whichever, then they can share that to their wall as well. You know, it's, it's the personal, the personal touches and you want to show how that's, how that's working and sharing other people's content that they tag you in is so important as well. Oh, absolutely. And then there's the flip side. So I love that you bring that up. Not just sharing that you got a doggy treat at the bank today, but when I have a really positive experience with a company that I'm using or an app or a tool or software or whatever, I love to share those because, right. I mean, they do share them on their walls and, and it's, it is getting the name out. And maybe, you know, that who knows that could wind up in front of a prospect, but I love to let people know that their products and services are making an impact. Mm-hmm. And as much as I want to build rapport for me and my company on the internet, you know, if I can help out somebody else, it's all about making it a more positive place. And everything that you, when you have feedback for a company, you should make sure that you try to put some positive out there too, not just, oh, I had to sit in line at McDonald's forever today. Like, right. Say something positive too. Yeah. On the, on the flip side, as a consumer, it's, um, I always think of constructive feedback, uh, constructive criticism. Like I do not, especially, okay, I have a group program about video and we're in it right now. And I, I emphasize that because no one wants to create a video inside of a safe space and have someone come in and say, well, you could have done this, 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 and this better. Um, and yeah, that could be uh, constructive criticism, but you also want to cheer them on. And so as a consumer, I'm, I will admit, I'm really bad at leaving like Google or Yelp or even Facebook re- reviews somewhere, but I'm really good. And, and I need to do that more, but I'm really good at 
tagging that I'm at a venue or, or taking a picture of my coffee, you know, if they put something really like a cool design on the top and then, you know, tagging the company. And so, you know, you give feedback. Um, that's great, but make sure that you also say something, be as constructive as possible. So recently, I mean, we realized that our produce at this particular grocery store is just not great anymore. Like within two days, it's going bad. And I, I, I like to grocery shop for a week or two at a time. I don't want to have to go every other day. And my husband left a review and, um, sometimes he can get a little negative on those reviews. And I completely understand, uh, in that situation, especially, but he said, you know, I, we've been loyal customers there. And up until the last month or two, we have had a great experience there. However, this is what we're seeing. And we'd love to continue shopping there. Just wanted to let you know kind of thing. You just constructive. Always remember that in your head. Keep it constructive and don't throw anything out there that you would be embarrassed to see later on or if you'd be embarrassed if like your parents or kids put that somewhere, you know, or if a potential <laughs> client sees it somewhere. Oh, my gosh. Yes. <laughs> and I actually had that experience a couple months ago and I didn't leave negative comments. I, I put a couple videos up on my own personal wall and I just had to share a quick story. One of them was one of my twins. She was just over a year old. She was homesick for the day and she sneezed during the video. And let's just say <sighs> if you have a weak stomach, you wouldn't really want to watch it, but it was really hilarious. Right. Mm-hmm. And then a couple months later, the other twin, he loves our dog like absolutely loves our dog. He goes up to the dog and opens up his mouth and gives him kisses. Mm-hmm. And I, and I just had to get it on video. So I put it on, I took a video and I put it on my Facebook wall and I did get some negative feedback just the day before I had actually, just before the dog video, I had been accepted as a blogger for the Huffington post and a friend yeah. reached Yay, out. Yay! Congratulations. Yeah. Thank you. So a friend had reached out and said, you know, if you're going to be on the Huffington Post, this probably isn't something that you want on your wall. And while I agreed a little bit up front, I am a mompreneur. So in the future, pictures of my or videos of my son kissing the dog will probably stay up. Yeah. But had it been me lashing out about some political event or something like that's not something that I necessarily want a, pros- a prospective client to see, and especially as I'm building the positive productivity brand, like right. I, because I do post, I don't want to accept every person who sends me a friend request as a friend. Uh, there's got to be some boundary between mm-hmm. personal and professional. So I do post a bit of public, uh, quite a few public posts, and I don't want to be terribly concerned about if it's going to be congruent with my brand. Right. So I, I guess that would be. Sorry to take the light away from you, but I guess that would be my little piece of advice is just think before you post and think about how it could affect your company, even if it's on your personal profile. Right. And that's not that's not taking light away from me at all. I do. I, I want to mention on the flip side, I totally I, I get um, taking care of. I mean, being careful with what you're posting out on the Internet. That's a huge piece. But when it comes to, you know, your your kids it's up to you what you want to post online. Obviously, you don't want to post something that would be like too uber embarrassing for them later down the road. But at the same time, you are that is more, you know, behind the scenes. 
here I am. Like, you don't even have to frame it as behind the scenes. You, you just post it. You can even post that as a mompreneur on your business page and then say, you know, here's, here's what's happening at my house. And, you know, you have kids sneezing and then you guys are laughing. I mean, you, you want to show that life can be great and you can integrate business and personal together and things can flow beautifully. And then you've got, you know, your positive productivity along with it. There's so much there. You, I, I don't feel like that's something that you have to be worried about unless it's like uber embarrassing or, you oh, know. It was just, this is so like, sorry for anybody with weak stomachs. It was a nose full of boogers coming out after the sneeze. Oh, so, yeah. yeah. <laughs> My husband has actually submitted it to Fail Army on YouTube. Oh, I love and it. And we're, we're waiting for it to come out. So <laughs> when that happens, I'll be sure to share that. Perfect. We're just waiting for notification. I mean, it it was really, it was really bad. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, I like, I get it. We need, we do need to be careful about what we post, but if it's, if it's something that, you know, it's just you, it's just you and your life and it's not, you know, politically charged or, or negative or raunchy or, you know, something that would not be safe for work, then go for it. Absolutely. I love that. Erin, what are you working on right now in your business and what's exciting and going on in your world? Oh my gosh. I feel like there's always something really exciting happening. I was actually asked recently what my spirit animal for my business would be. And even though I I do operate elephant social and one day I'm sure it will develop into an elephant, my spirit animal, but my spirit animal for my business is definitely a squirrel because I... It's not necessarily shiny object syndrome, but I will start developing something and get really into it and then realize, oh my gosh, this other thing could happen as well. Oh my gosh, this other thing could happen as well. And after that retreat that I mentioned where my business evolved, uh, I was on the plane ride home, which was only an hour and a half, by the way. And I thought to myself, why don't I have a YouTube channel? I need to make a web series and I, I, I came up with the idea. I wrote down a bunch of details for the first season. And within a month, I was releasing uh, one episode a week on YouTube. And it's so cool how things can come together when you have, you have inspiration like that. Um, so through the end of the year, what I'm really working on is growing my community and making sure to nurture that community. I do have a private Facebook group uh, for those. uh, It's free for those who want to work on their relationship-based social media strategy, want to work on video, want to connect with others. And so that's what I'm really, I'm focusing on. I'm really going to be living in that community through the end of the year and probably into January. I am running a group program right now all about video and I'll open that up again. Um, probably early spring of 2017. But my my main thing is, um, as of the time this will be released, the second season of my web series Chat Connect will be releasing in December and January. And I'm really, really excited about the second season because we're taking the best parts of the first season and really rolling it into the second, as well as uh, I am releasing it as a podcast in addition to the web series, because the the main feedback that I got was, I really want to watch it, but I don't have time. And that comes from people in the corporate world and people who are, you know, working as entrepreneurs. And so I really wanted to make it so that 
Um, there are transcripts of each episode so that if people would rather read it or skim through it, great, they can do that. But now the audio will also help if you're commuting or working on something else and you like to listen to podcasts. And so I'm really excited uh, with the expansion of that all to reach so many more people with it. Oh, that sounds so exciting. So I just, I'm curious about this. So are you taking, are you taking the video then and, and just repurposing the audio portion for the podcast? Because yes. I've heard the other way around. I am taking the video. And so that's one of the things when I help my, help my clients with repurposing, I love starting with video. So if you didn't notice, I love everything video. Um, and so this web series, uh, it's interviews, um, but it's not, it's not interviews about someone's business as much as it's interviews where we're just, I start off kind of interviewing them, but then we have a conversation and it's more driven towards life. And of course, business will come up because people are so passionate about their businesses. And that is great because you're going to, you're going to learn not only about someone's business and about their thoughts and theories, but you're also going to be able to learn new things you haven't learned about these people before. And a lot of them are huge influencers, but they're all bad asses in their own right. And I, I apologize uh, for my language. I didn't really think about that beforehand. <laughs> Not worried but, about it. <laughs> but what I love to do is I love the video aspect of it. I love everything about a web series. YouTube is wonderful. Um, I will also be repurposing it to Vimeo. Hopefully by the time you're listening to this, it will also be on Vimeo. But it's so easy to then transcribe a video and then rip audio from a video and do so much with that because you can make quote graphics or tweet out quotes from it. You can have it set up so that people who learn differently will ingest the information uh, in whichever way they choose. And it's just, it's great. Video is a great way to start and then divide and conquer from there. Okay. So I am super curious. How do you transcribe? Do you have somebody do it for you or do you have a tool that you use? Right now it's me because I'm nerdy and I love to transcribe things. And it's fun for me to go back and, and listen to what, what has happened. Because sometimes when you're in the middle of an interview or, you know, when you're in the middle, you're feeling a rush um, of adrenaline and you don't necessarily remember everything that just happened. So I love to transcribe things. However, it has been suggested to me that I use Oh, I can't remember. There's a service. I'll have to tell oh, you. I have a couple I can recommend. Do actually. you? Yes. Oh, I please. Have Trint, Trint. Trint.com. And this will all be in the show notes for the listeners. Trint.com. That's T-R-I-N-T.com. Uh -huh. um, that one is actually artificial intelligence. You upload your audio. Mm -hmm. uh, it starts at about 25 cents a minute. Oh. And um, then it, it spits you out a file. You can listen to the audio right there and make the revisions because because it is artificial intelligence transcribing it for you it is not perfect right it takes hours and hours out of the transcribing process and then there's also rev.com r-e-v and that one i believe is actually humans doing the work and it, and it costs about a dollar a minute and i haven't used it but i've heard that they have Somewhere like a 99.7% accuracy rate. But mm -hmm. I, I am just fine. I'm still going to go through and correct, um, check the transcription. Maybe mm -hmm. it's not the best use of my time. Maybe I should have a VA doing that. But I, I myself love to go through and, and listen and absorb before I put anything out. So I, yes. I am using Trent right now and I love it. 
Oh, that's a great, that's a great middleman. I think I'll have, I will probably opt for that because, um, as much as I love transcription, there are other things that I, f- I feel like I have this to-do list and then that always gets bumped to the bottom. And so these, these transcripts don't go out in time with my videos. And then it's like, well, eventually, <laughs> and I don't want it to be that way. So thank Oh my you. gosh, you I, are not alone in that. that. Even, even <laughs> using Trent, and I can't imagine if I wasn't using Trent. Even though I, I use it, I'm still two episodes behind getting the trans, transcriptions out. So listeners, send me a tweet at the Kim Sutton on Twitter and tell me to get my, you know what, in gear, getting somebody <laughs> to handle my transcriptions. Because when these episodes go live, you should be able to go and get the whole show notes and tra- transcription and all the good stuff on that day. And right now I'm two days behind. So... I apologize. Hopefully by the time this episode airs, I will be well equipped and ahead of time. That would be so fantastically awesome. Love it. I love it. Thank you. Oh, you're very welcome. Erin, thank you so much for being here today. I I have loved all the nuggets that you have provided for social media marketing. And um, it's just been very eye-opening, even though it's always very interesting to me that even though we do a lot of the same because I'm a digital marketing strategist when I'm not doing positive productivity, there's always so much to learn from people, even when they are um, in the same industry. And I don't look at anybody as competition. So I always love to learn what other people are doing and, and hopefully give back in some way. So thank you. Of course. And I love that. Thank you so much for having me. Um, P.S. I don't believe in the, in competitors and competition either. Like I was, I, I was totally, um, for a while against, against everything. I think growing up, like even though I was in sports and stuff, I just, I just don't like it. I like working together much better. And this is great. This right here, this podcast is a wonderful collaboration. Thank you for giving me this opportunity. Oh, thank you for being here. It's not thank you to all the listeners for being here for another episode of positive productivity. Aaron and I, I'm sure both of us would love if you would share this episode to Facebook, Twitter, any of your social media networks. And I would personally love it if you would leave a rating and review on iTunes or Stitcher or both. But thank you again, Aaron. It's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you. You have a wonderful day. Yes, you too. Hey there, this is Kim Sutton, host of the Positive Productivity Podcast. And I just want to take a quick moment to thank you for listening to this episode. If you enjoyed it and were inspired, I would love to hear your feedback. Please take a moment or two and visit the podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, or on my website at thekimsutton.com to leave your rating or review. I'd also like to invite you to join the Positive Productivity Book Club and to find out more about my coaching packages by visiting thekimsutton.com. Until the next episode, I hope you have a positive and productive day.